In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <coughs> non nobis domine, sed nomini tua da gloria. My friends, relax. We're not going back to the Latin Mass. But these words are so incredibly important to something that must be the essence of the Christian life. Because those words in Latin in English for us are this. Not to us be the glory, but unto thy name be all glory. Not to us, O Lord, be the glory, but unto thy name be the glory. And we're going to return to these words in just a few minutes because this truly is the reflection. Something that our Lord is wanting to either implant or grow in us today is this posture of humility. Always deflecting glory from ourselves back onto Him for absolutely everything. But first, let's look at St. Paul in his epistle to the Romans and chapter 12. We need to understand not only what Paul is teaching, but how he sets it up so perfectly to get that teaching into the church. In Romans chapter 12, just before what you heard read as our epistle reading today, St. Paul begins that entire teaching with this. Offer yourselves. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God. This is your worship. Offer yourselves to God. And do not be transformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when he says offer yourself, we talked about this at Mass because this was our reading in Mass last Wednesday. When he says offer yourself, he's using sacramental liturgical language. He is saying when you offer yourself, set yourself apart for holy use. Set yourself apart from the operations in this world and set yourself apart only for the divine use of God. And we mentioned back on Wednesday, it's just like in the Old Covenant. God has always set things apart for Himself. Everything in the tabernacle, every item in the temple would be anointed with oil and taken out of its mundane use that people would use in their lives and it would be used to glorify God in the temple. And we are no different. We are to offer ourselves. Why? Because you have been set apart. You have been baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. And oil has been placed upon you. The Holy Spirit has come in. And you are now set apart, not for this world. Not to live according to this world. But to live for God. To offer yourself. So St. Paul says, offer yourself, and then he's going to show the church how the church might offer itself because he's going to go through a list of what he says, and we have in English, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it's not an extensive list. He does this numerous times in his epistles. But he gives a list. In other words, he says, offer yourselves. If God has given you the grace to prophesy, prophesy. If God has given you the grace to teach, teach. If God has given you the gift of exhortation, encouragement, exhorting people toward Christ, then walk in it. So walk in it by the grace that God has given you. And on and on with this list. 
But here's the interesting thing. There's a very important teaching exhortation that he himself does. I want you to see as book ends to that picture of all the spiritual gifts. Because just before he goes through the spiritual gifts, listen to what he says in verse 3. Grace has been given to us all not to think too highly of ourselves, but to think soberly, to think humbly. So what's the first bookend before he even goes through a picture of the body of Christ in action? Take on the humility of Christ. And only in the love and humility of Christ do you by grace walk in prophecy, exhortation, teaching, and all the other giftings. And then he gives us that great blessed list of all the giftings which you've heard me describe to you before. One of my best ways for me to grasp this and think about this is in all of the grace and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God pours out into every living stone is so that every living stone comes together to be built into a functioning temple. Another way I like to look at that is this. You've heard me talk about this as a great mosaic of the icon of Christ. About three years ago, I had the opportunity to go down to St. George in Houston to do the Lent, a Lenten retreat for them. It had only been about six months before that they had put in these unbelievable mosaics, one of the icon of the resurrection, one of the icon of the crucifixion, on both sides, from floor to ceiling. These things were huge, and when you go up close to them, you see each individual little one-inch tile. And every one of the one-inch tiles were uniquely different. And also, one of the one-inch tiles did not complete the picture in and of itself. But step back, and when all of those different and unique tiles are all put together in the mosaic, who do you see? Our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Paul is talking about. I am looking at the tiles of the mosaic. You're looking at one yourself. I am looking at the living stones that when they in love and humility function in the giftings that God has given them, the mosaic of Christ is evident for us and for the life of this world. But now hear this. I told you the first bookend was a call to humility. Guess what Paul does after he lists all of those gifts and paints that picture? In verse 16 he says this. And be of the same mind toward one another. Unity. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things. But associate yourself with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. In other words, St. Paul is calling us to operate in all of the gifts that he has given us. In the absolute humility of Christ, the same apostle would spell out that humility for us when he was right, when he would write his letter to the Philippians. In Philippians in chapter 2, he would say this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, because he was God. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of men. In other words, when Christ our God took on flesh and lived among us, 
He lived in such a way where He did everything to bring glory to the Father. He did everything to reveal only the Father, not the flesh and blood that He had taken on. Everything He did pointed to the divine. And also the divine nature of our God. Everything that He did. And we come back to those blessed words. So important for us. Paul is saying it in how we go about everything that we do. And particularly in the ways that we are used of God for one another and for the life of the world. Not to us, O Lord, be the glory. Not to us be the glory, but unto thy name only. And because this is so important, I could keep you here for weeks with the teachings of the Father on the necessity of the virtue of humility as it was found in Christ that we live in. I will offer you a couple of thoughts from way back in the church that are continued today. When we offer ourselves to God in humility, guess what God's going to do? He's going he's to work through you. He's going to stretch himself out through you for the benefit of another. And he's going to show his virtue. And he's going to show his character through you because you have set yourself apart to him. Because this is his desire. And guess what? When God stretches himself forth through you to bless another, it touches the life. and could even change the life of another person. And you know what might happen? In fact, probably will happen. That person or group of people may come to you and say, thank you. You have no idea how much you blessed me. How are we going to respond to that in our mind and in our heart? And I'm going to give you two ways that the church gives. And you'll know this because anytime you have come up to me, for example, and thanked me for something. I always give you one of these two responses as a discipline. And it's a spiritual discipline. You need to know this. And so I offer it to you. So the next time you avail yourself to be used of God and they come and they talk about you positively and thank you for what you did, here's one possible answer that you ought to give them. Thank God. Thank God. What are we saying in that moment? Two things. Two things the church teaches us. Number one, I am rejoicing that Jesus Christ has revealed himself to you. So I am thanking God for what you just shared. But there's something else I'm doing. I'm giving you a directive. I appreciate you coming to me. But what am I to, who am I telling you to thank? God. What are we doing with those two simple words? We are deflecting glory from ourselves. And we are making certain that we glorify God because it is only Him that did anything we availed ourselves to be used. So if someone thanks you, return with thank God. And I have another possibility you can use too that they, the church has taught us. If you're used of God and someone comes to thank you, return with these words. By your prayers. By your prayers. What are we saying? By your intercessions, by the intercessions of the church in heaven and on earth, joining with the intercessory prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
That is the only way that anything good of God comes through our flesh and blood. By your prayers did this happen. You see? Again, what are we doing? In our own life, we are not giving an inch to our humanity or Satan for pride or false identity. We are deflecting it absolutely where it should be. What did we say in the beginning? Not to us, O Lord, be the glory, but unto thy name. And this is an area I'm going to tell you right now, and it is exactly why St. Paul put the bookends of humility in the front and at the end of every spiritual gift, which is the way God works through us. Because he knew then and was exhorting us and warning us now of the danger of pride or the danger of finding our identity and our worth on anything that we do. Because here is what Satan will do with the brokenness of our flesh. When we allow ourselves to be used of God. And I say this very specifically. I want to, I want to offer you. I'm going to put two into one. A great lie and deception that greatly comes against the church constantly. Each one of us. And here's the lie. Your identity. Your worth are wrapped up in what you do for God. Let me say that again. Your identity and your worth are rooted in a ministry calling. Or as they say outside of orthodoxy, a platform of ministry, a title given to us of ministry. If we find our identity and our worth in that, that's Satan's greatest deception on casting our eyes truly away from Christ. It would be like me saying this. I want you to think about this. I'll use myself as an example. Because I have a role just like you have a role. My role is priest. The bishop laid hands on me and imparted grace for this gift. So that I take my place as a living stone amongst all the living stones in the order that God has set for his church. But do you think my identity is priest? Do you think that my identity is wrapped on, up on what I do as a priest? If that was the case, it would distract me from my own salvation and my own true identity. Where is my identity? Where does my worth come from? In Jesus Christ alone. I am reborn in Him. I am filled with Him. I have been taken from the kingdom of darkness and I have been placed into the kingdom of light. I have been reborn to grow in His image and likeness. I am called a son of God. That's our identity. And every ministry of Christ through us flows through our true identity, is rooted in our true identity, who is Christ. We don't in the church, in order to maintain humility, we don't desire, we don't seek after the praise of men. In fact, we deflect it with everything that we have because everything good that God does is all God. We are cooperating with Him. 
Don't get me wrong, my friends. When God uses each of us, there is joy to be had. There is joy in serving the living God. There is great praise that ought come from us, from the Lord using any one of us at any time to glorify Himself and minister to one another. But we deflect praise. Because praise belongs to who? God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Not to us, O Lord, be the glory, but unto thy name. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.